Welcome back to His and Hers Movie Podcast. This is episode number 19, featuring a review of the brand new horror film 1BR. That's one bathroom, I believe. One bedroom, I believe. It is May 17th. I am your host, JP, podcasting out of southwestern Pennsylvania. And joining me tonight is Carly, who is also podcasting out of southwestern Pennsylvania. What's up? Not much, not much. Um, just kind of, you know, uh, stanked around all day, and uh, that is the story I'm sticking to it. What are you up to on this fine uh, midnight evening? I worked, I came home, I hopped in our chats, saw some, saw some people talking, and then was like, alright, and then hopped on here, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, I stopped at a gas station before I came home. <clears throat> yeah. Pretty much it. I have, like, a weird cough. It's it. I, it's not, like, corona or anything. Like, Rona. I was eating and, like, <clears throat> like I breathed in. Uh-huh. And, like, a piece of food, like, hit me in the back of the throat or, like, into my lungs or something. <laughs> <clears throat> and now it's, like, really hard to talk and stuff. So there's that. That is so sad. What did you get to eat? Uh, chicken sandwich. That sounds so good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like I said, well, I didn't really, I didn't necessarily stink around all day, you see. I, um, uh, what did I do? What did I do? Oh, I took a walk to the post office because I had to mail an RSVP for a wedding that's been postponed like 500 times, so who knows if that's actually going to happen, but... I just walk down to the mailbox because that gives me a reason to walk when the weather is nice and I have a lot of air to mail. So I did that. Then I came back and then I got in my whip and went uh, to the town over and uh, went to Big Lots and Dollar Tree. Picked up some more clothes soap because I'm always out of clothes soap. And uh, then I went back home and then I watched a few movies. So that's kind of how I spent my uh, fantastic Saturday. Um... Other than that, I'm trying to think if I even did anything else exciting this week. Probably not. Tomorrow I'm going to see some family for the first time in a long time, though, so that'll be nice. Cool. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, this has been kind of a weird week for me. I didn't really do anything. I feel like we literally just recorded. It's like the weirdest thing. This week flew by. I we guess. did. I was thinking that, like, I was wondering why that is, but we did actually record on a Monday night this week instead of Saturday. Because this whole time I'm thinking, why does it seem like it went so quick? But then I realized we recorded late, but... Mm, that makes sense then, I guess. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> so, like, two-day difference makes a lot of difference. Yep. <laughs> Especially in movie watching. Yeah, so, like, not much happened. Yeah. Like, Pretty I don't much. have anything to say this week. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even remember. I, like, don't remember what I do. Oh, yesterday I also went to a different town and was just checking out Dollar Tree, seeing if they had any movies, which they did not. They have the same bullcrap. Uh, freaking Assassin's Creed on Blu-ray and that stupid, what's it called, like, Big One Tech. I'm just, like, naming these because I bet they're at every other Dollar Tree in the world and people know what I'm talking about. But no movies. Uh, my dad, of course, works at a Dollar Tree, though, and I told him to let me know if they ever get more movies in because he said they get them in every once in a while and made it sound like not too often but 
Um, so hopefully he'll tell me because, you know, people are always finding movies. I only had that luck one time at one of them. Yeah, most but, of them get them every month. Yeah. But the ones around us don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what did I do? I, I don't know. I just... Um, yeah, I, I, not much really. I, I just... I, dude, I have no idea. Oh, oh, like, oh, one week I went into work early and did, like, work before I worked. Uh, and that, like, felt like it took up, like, my whole week because <clears throat> I worked... 3 to 11 p.m. went home. I, li- I live like an hour away from where I work. So, you know, it was like midnight. I stayed up till like 1 or 2. And then I woke up at 9 a.m. to go back to work and work till 11 p.m. again. So, like, obviously, there was like no time for that like two day stretch. And then I fell asleep real early when I got home at 11 that next night. And, you know, literally did like nothing else like the entire week like the like those that two-day period was more of like a three-day period out of the Mm -hmm. five days that passed because of like you know just like sleep and stuff so yeah that was a pretty boring uneventful week Uh, Mm -hmm. but i did make some extra money so that's kind of cool one thing that i will say there's a deal going on right now so Um, if you are familiar with the company full moon, um, they've done uh, a lot, a lot of horror movies. They originally were the old empire studios and they changed it to full moon in the early nineties and they, uh, put out movies for the past, you know, 20 years or so on that label, 30 years, I guess. And they've had some hits. They've had some misses. They've had different eras of full moon. They've always been kind of innovators though. I will say that, mm. but their service full moon streaming is a service, uh, like a sh- horror streaming service. I think it's, it's pretty cheap. I think it's, I think it's like five bucks a month or something like that. I've had it before. I've reviewed it before. Uh, but it has like all the full moon titles and new full moon movies debut on there as well as like some blue underground titles and different libraries and stuff of movies. So it's kind of cool. They, they have, they, they have a pretty decent selection. A lot of Full Moon, though, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have a deal right now that if you sc- subscribe for one year, uh, they will email you a code in which you can use to redeem a Puppet Master box set that has all 12 original Puppet Master films on Blu-ray. So you're getting that box set with free shipping for 60 bucks, plus you're getting a subscription to Full Moon Streaming. Which is kind of insane. That's kind of a really good deal. Yeah, it is. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of those movies, but I mean, they're not horrible either. And that's like pretty cool. Like I would, you know, I'm cool with a box set. That's a pretty good deal there. So. Yeah, I mean, it's it. I bit the trigger on it because I was like, man, I one i was like looking at my puppet master collection and i have the original old dvd box set that was like a, a hundred bucks <laughs> i think mm-hmm. i paid 50 for it but it, i i got a lot of use out of it i've went through those films a f- couple times and uh i looked at my blu-ray collection of the puppet master films and i own like two of them on blu-ray like puppet master the legacy and like Axis Termination, which are like two of the worst ones. So, 
uh, I was like, you know what? I would l actually like to have the first, like, six or so on Blu-ray. And yeah, I thought it was a decent enough deal, so I pulled the trigger on it. I uh, haven't got my code yet, but I, I waited to see if other people actually got theirs because I, you know, Charles Van and I don't necessarily <laughs> trust Full Moon 100%. Yeah, but I, you know, I checked, I waited a little bit, and then it ended up actually, you know, seeing like other people were getting their their Puppet Master box set. So I did, I did subscribe to Full Moon Streaming for a year, and uh, I will check out the you know box set when it comes in, and and uh, pretty happy when? with the as long as everything works out, I'm pretty happy with that deal. When did you do that? Actually, sign up for uh, it? yesterday, I think. Okay, so you okay, cool, but uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. I only own the Puppet Masters on not even all of them, but I have one of those crappy DVD sets that's like 50 movies on one disc, and it's just like all the Puppet Masters, and then like three of the Killjoys, and then like two other random, like freaking the that what's that called? The Demonic Toys 2 or something horrible like that. Demonic on Toys it. 2 sucks, the first one is awesome. Yeah, it only has, like, part two and then some other bad film. And uh, oddly enough, that DVD said it was, like, I was marathoning the Puppet Master films. And then when it got to, like, I don't even know, number 10 or, I don't know, one of the later numbers, it actually, that movie didn't play. And it was weird because it was all on that one disc. But, like, uh, that yeah. movie and, like, one of the other movies didn't play. So it's kind of annoying, but it's... Anyway, it's whatever. I mean, like I said, I'm not a. He I don't. I don't think those. They're they're good little you know low budget films. Not like my favorite thing in the world, but. I, I like Full is. Moon a lot. I, I feel like in recent years they've kind of went downhill again. But when you, if I go back like ten years ago, or maybe nah, probably like seven years ago, mm. when I first started YouTube and stuff. Um, one October I went to like Dollar General and they had all these full moon titles, like tons of them, like box sets. And it was just like really neat. And back then I didn't have a job. So like I didn't have much money, but I got what I could. And I just remember having fun, like going through all the stuff that I picked up and, and things. I, I, I know full moon isn't like great and they've definitely went downhill, but I still mm -hmm. have a soft spot for early full moon. And then the stuff that came out in like the late. 2000s to early like 2010s yeah hashtag charlie band yeah so that is about all the events that happened besides i also pre-ordered um zombie and maniac on 4k so got those coming too i feel like everyone's getting movies and i want to buy movies but i also want to save money but i keep seeing everyone post movies that they buy and it makes me want to buy more yeah, well, I, I I pretty much spend, like, you know, 60 bucks a pay on movies. Ooh. I feel like that's a decent, fair amount. Yeah, I suppose. Sometimes I make deals with myself, too, where I'm like, if I'm thinking about going to get, like, fast food or, like, spend money somewhere, I'll be like, okay, if I don't spend this, I'll spend it on movies later. Like, so I'll be like, okay, what would I have spent? 10 bucks? Okay, I'll put that away for movie spending. I have a system where um, once a week, like once the weekend hits, I will either, I will buy myself something. Now, every other weekend, I have to buy myself food to live. Because, you know, I live alone and I have to, you know, have food in my house to survive. So this weekend, for instance, I 
It was a food buying weekend, so I wasn't allowed to buy myself anything. But next weekend, the sky is the limit. <laughs> that's stupid. No, that's just how I roll. That's I figured that's how. Why First don't of you all, just I... buy food every other weekend? That is what I do. I mean, why don't you just buy food every weekend and yourself something every weekend? But just buy, but just take the food and split what you would normally pay every two weeks and do it every week and the same thing about the thing that you buy yourself because i don't like going shopping and i don't i just don't like buying food like i used to milk not going to the store for like two months at a time until i would just be out of everything and starve to death and then i'd be like oh it's time to go to walmart but then i would go to walmart and it would take me forever because i would have to buy all this stuff you're much better at saving money than me i'll tell you that I, I try. Like I, I've told you before, you've kind of screwed me up with that in my life. I what? used to be even better. <laughs> I used to be better at saving money than you're like, hey, buddy, you should start a movie collection. And then I started buying movies and I started hanging out with you and like getting Taco Bell every day. And I think when we worked at the hotel together, that was like the worst. It was. It was the worst. We used to spend so much money on food. But, um,. Anyway, you know, I digress, as people like to say, um, and yeah, I don't know. I just, I like, I prefer to save my money to, like, use for bigger things, I guess, like conventions and trips and whatnot, but yeah. just whatever. So, anyway. Uh, yeah, but that's about it. I want to get into what we watched. Yes. I will go first, since I don't have that much this time. Thank God. All right, so, uh, Brain Damage... Wait, what was the last thing that I talked about? Um, let me see. Was it Critters 3? It was, yes. Okay, just making sure. So, uh, Brain Damage, which is the uh, Frank Henenlot film uh, that I absolutely love this movie. Uh, I watched it as part of The Last Drive-In. And it was really cool to see Joe Bob show this film. He's been very kind to Henenlotter in the past. In fact, he actually mentioned Henenlotter in the previous episode, which was Maniac. And he said William Lustig and Frank Henenlotter, like the two people that he knows that had know more about films than anybody else that he knows. And what was cool about this one while they were showing brain damage, he was like, I actually met... Uh, Henenlotter uh again or saw Henenlotter again recently where at a convention where was that at Darcy and she was like Gettysburg <laughs> and I was like dude we were there and we met both of them there too yeah and he's brought Gettysburg up like multiple times like he brought that's it up like last the third season time. When, yeah that's or not the... even last season it was like during one of those specials like Halloween or Christmas specials he did yeah that was the third time he's brought up Gettysburg I'm pretty sure like that is, it is just so weird to think about. That it was like an event in his life, and now he's on TV talking about it. And it was also an event in our life. And we are on TV talking about it. No. Oh. Uh, but yeah, this is you know he he, and he actually like brought up Gettysburg too. Where I th- what did he say? He said something like as he after she said Gettysburg, he said like they don't like when you do something in the town or something like something with the ghost or whatever (laughs) i thought it was cool i can't remember uh my memory is very short term these days like i'll I'll be watching it i'll be enjoying it so much and then i'll be like what did i like about that and it'll just be like 
you know, it was like an hour long thing in between the movies and it'll just blank. I'll be like, I don't remember a single thing about it, but I know I loved it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, brain damage is really cool because it follows this kid who just happened like this worm like creature just invades his world. Like he doesn't go like run into it or anything. It like just literally comes into his bedroom one night and it squirts his this like um psychedelic drug into his like spine or his neck like and um it makes him trip out but he's uh, he becomes quickly addicted to the dr- drug and uh basically he essentially mm-hmm. has to decide like how what to do because the creature kills people like he's he's using the kid to take him to more to like brains but then he's doping him up with the drug to keep him helping him eat people's brains really cool movie uh the one thing that always like sticks out for me is like the opening scene where he's like staring up at the light and like the the like blue liquid is like filling up his bedroom and stuff Mm -hmm. oh man that uh that is an awesome scene but yeah i love brain damage that it was i was really happy that that he showed those uh i've been actually getting these on downloading these i know you're not supposed to do that and stuff but i'm only going to use them for personal use like recording them off tv which is legal i think i think you're allowed to record stuff off of tv for personal Mm. use so um you're just not allowed to like broadcast it but yeah, yeah that I, makes sense i mean i can't i like back in the 90s i wish i had recorded all those off the tv because <laughs> excuse me i would still have them yes so i ain't taking any damn chances yeah. uh so yeah after that i watched the violence voyager which you'll hear a full review on 22 shots it was a bonus film this is one of the weirdest movies i've ever seen it's a japanese film um it's the american dub though and it's on prime right now i definitely recommend checking out it the entire movie i showed you i did i show you it oh yeah the animated weirdness <laughs> yeah the entire movie yeah. is cardboard cutouts used as puppets so like <laughs> they move them around like from below the screen and it's shot like so weird it's actually like super cool man just the way they did it and the story is like really messed up so i recommend checking that out it's like i hadn't heard a single other person talk about it but we all really liked it i gave that one an 8 out of 10 uh then i watched the human centipede for the 22 shots show not going to talk too much about that but uh cool thing about that is i actually had the human centipede box set sealed uh from Scream Factory and IFC Midnight, the Blu-ray set. I had it sealed. I never opened it, so I got to knock all three of those off. Um, the you know trying to what did I say? 150 films, 150 in my collection this year. Yes, I think I'm, I'm probably around 50 or so now. So one third mm-hmm. of the way there, maybe. Um, not, might be a bad. little bit higher. I don't know. I have to look and see how many I watched. Um. So yeah, this is the Human Centipede. Big, big fan of that movie. Uh, I I first seen it late one night with my friend Abby. We were um, 
just watching Netflix. We watched Dead Alive and and uh, the Human Centipede, and it was a really good time. Um, I thought the movie was like super disturbing. Actually, you know what? It might. Yeah, I think it was us too. Um, but it was it like really got to me, man. I didn't expect that type of movie from from watching it. I I I saw it before all the hype. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. pretty good though. And uh, yeah, you can wait for my full opinions on that on Twenty Two Shots. And then the Human Centipede Two full sequence. Uh, this is the sequel to the Human Centipede, and I actually think that it's pretty dang solid as well. Uh, the first time I went to watch it, I turned it off because I was didn't really like the whole concept of just being shocking for shocking's sake, and it just seemed like it was very shocking. Now, after I've grown and matured, I could tell that Tom Six is kind of responding to what people expected out of Human Centipede and what other people thought people who watched Human Centipede were like. Uh, so it was actually a pretty cool little meta thing going on there that I like. Uh, then it was Human Centipede 3, full s- final sequence. I've heard nothing but bad things about this one uh, mm-hmm. from 2015. I uh, watched it. I did not think it was um, as bad as everybody else said at all. Uh, but yeah, I will again save my opinions for that one. And the final little thing that I watched, it was a uh, documentary, a sports documentary called Names on the Cup. It featured the history of the Stanley Cup uh, that was gifted to the NHL uh, from Lord Stanley back in like 1890 something or something. I don't know. Uh, Stanley, the, or 1914, somewhere around there. But it's the trophy they give out to the Stanley Cup champion every year. And it, it, it kind of goes through the beginning and like the different runs that the different teams had throughout the history of the NHL. And man, it is very emotional. Uh, it, I, I saw somebody on YouTube leave a comment that it said uh, names on the cup, AKA uh, or like also known as a hundred minutes of goosebumps. <laughs> and I totally <laughs> agree with that because I got like so many goosebumps while watching, watching it. It was just insane. So, I recommend it if you've never seen it. It's just a documentary about the Stanley Cup and like all the teams that won it and stuff. So it's really good. But yeah, that's that's it for me. So uh, very short week uh, watch week here. Um, the only other thing I did sort of watch um, was Deep Red, uh, but I didn't finish. The, I still have like a half hour to go, so I'm not. I'll talk about that next week probably. All right. Yeah, I pretty much watch like the same amount of stuff as you. So, again, going to be short here. Um, but first up, we have a 2004 movie called Dead Friend, aka I think it's also called The Ghost. Um, this is an Asian film. I forget if it's Korean or what, but um, it's an Asian film, and um, it's a ghostly film, of course. You know, hence the ghost, dead friend, and whatnot. And uh, you know. It's about a group of friends basically being haunted by this, uh, the spirit of this girl that, uh, had passed away that was in their friend group. Um, yeah, this one was okay. Um, it's, it feels kind of like a ripoff of The Ring in a way, uh, or Ringu, whatever, um, based on, like, the look of the ghost and whatnot, but 
it had some decent creepy moments. I felt like it was a little bit slow with stuff. Um, I felt like it could have amped up the scariness and also the story at the end when you kind of get this reveal. I find it to be um, a little bit convoluted in a way and like uh, silly, I guess, if you will. But it was all right. It wasn't bad. I still enjoyed it. I think I gave it like a seven and a half, but um, not too bad. Uh, again, that was a 2004 movie I'd never seen before, and um, I'm glad I watched it. Um, after that, uh, we move on to a 1991 movie called Campfire Tales. Uh, this is a little anthology film that has uh, Gunnar Hansen is actually in it. Um, and it's about Gunnar Hansen. He plays this character who happens upon this group of three, uh, like, 14-year-old-looking or something boys uh, having... They camp out in the middle of the woods, and they're kind of leery about him. He seems sketchy, and he's like, I just want to warm up by the fire. And he uh, sits down, and he's like, hey, you guys want to hear some real scary stories? Because they're about to tell some scary stories. And they're like, sure. And he's like, well, these are stories that really happened. And then he, it goes on to, uh, I believe it was four shorts. No, I think it was three um, shorts. One was like Halloween-themed, actually, and then the other was christmas themed and then you have like this weird um island piratey themed one and yeah um i would kind of compare this movie with the acting it reminded me a lot of a goosebumps episode just really cheesy uh not very good acting it's mainly from the wraparound story with the campfire that the kids are just awful and gunner hansen's like trying really hard to be serious so um but it had like this charm to it that i really enjoyed like i said i mean Remind me of Goosebumps type material, and I always like those campfire settings. Um, the shorts themselves weren't too bad. I mean, the Halloween one was kind of just like the classic um, man with the hook arm who escapes from the prison, and then you have like these two uh, kids kind of making out, and then the girl goes home, and you see that it's Halloween, and uh, I like that shorts. And then the you know the Christmas one was pretty good too. I, I would say like the um, the final one I didn't care for, and I think that was actually the longest one, or, or at least it felt like the longest one, but I didn't care for it too much, and the wraparound wasn't too bad. Uh, I think the acting was a little better in the other stories, but um, I, I enjoyed the wraparound as well. So, all in all, it was actually a fun time. You know, not a fantastic film, but it, it was just kind of like a cheesy, good little anthology from 91. Um, then after that, another 91 movie, we have Molly and the Ghost. Um... Why I went with this one, I'm not too sure. I was just kind of scrolling through the movies for 91 and looking up ones that I could find readily available, and this one was, so I figured, why not put it on? Um, yeah, this is basically about a girl who moves in. She's like a teenage Molly and the Ghost. What? Yeah, it's on the list of 91, buddy. Supernatural horror film, kind of. Um, it's basically about this like 17 year old girl who moves in with her adult sister um for the summer in california i guess or i forget why exactly she even moves in with her but is it horror hair yes it is classified as horror hair um at first it it kind of feels like a sleazy thriller type drama um it feels like it's gonna be like a porno honestly at first it's very it's a it's a very bad movie, honestly. Um, this girl moves in with her sister, and uh, she's automatically they're like not really getting along, because the sister lives with her husband, of course, and um, 
the little sister has a thing for this husband who's like 30 something years old and she's 17 he's really not even that attractive and he's kind of weird but she's like super into him so she's trying to get with him and like seduce him and the wife is like hey stop and you know she's like I want you out of here and blah 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 and then like the little sister's like oh I'm gonna my, my sister's always like you know giving me trouble so I'm gonna get back at her I'm gonna get a hitman to kill her and uh Basically, the plan ends up kind of backfiring, and it turns into this ghostly film. Um, at first, it was like, okay, a fun, like, bad film that I was having a decent time with. And then, I'm not sure if it was just because I was getting tired and, like, in a bad mood, or if the film actually did just get worse and worse. But by the end of it, I was just like, oh my god, this movie really overstayed its welcome. And it's only, like, an hour and 27 minutes, so it's not that long. But when you get into the ghostly stuff, it's just awful. Um... Yeah, not a very good movie. So, uh, and I always look on Letterboxd to see if anyone I know has seen this and no one had. So I'm curious to see what you guys think of it if you happen to watch this one for 91. But so that was pretty bad. I gave it like a three and a half out of 10. Um, after that. So let's go ahead and move on here to the featured review. I did not finish my moves. I thought you said you watched the same amount as me. I literally only listed three movies just now. You had six. Oh. Are you paying attention to me? No. I'm getting vibes that you're not considering. I see you keep popping up in a chat that I'm in as I'm reading off my list. Oh. So I'm wondering if you're paying attention to my reviews. But... No, I am not. Huh. Interesting. All right. Well, I'm still going to say them anyway. I only have two more, little guy. It's all right. Right. After so 2002, we I rewatched Resident Evil. I rewatched that today actually, and um, yeah, uh, this movie is one that I surprisingly, to your surprise, I watched growing up. And you know, I'm not a big fan of infected Resident slash. Evil. Yes, Resident Evil. Yeah, you know I. You're not what? a big fan of Resident Evil. Yes. Well, no, I mean like I'm not a big fan of like action. Horror or you said, zombie. You know, I'm not a big fan of, and then I filled in the blank Resident Evil. No, I was trying to say, like, the subgenre that this movie encompasses zombies. Yes, and action horror. Yeah, so. it is an action horror movie for sure. Yeah, straight up. But, um,. But I watched this one growing up for one reason and one reason only. I had a big crush on, on the guy. Mila Jovovich. No. On the guy who played Matt in the film. Who the hell is Matt? He played in The Crow Salvation and I was in love with him. So I've seeked out. This is what I used to do when I was young. I was really weird. Um, I used to just was. look up. Mo- what? <clears throat> hey. Hey. Um, but anyway, I used to like uh, just look up multiple movies of actors that I liked and I wouldn't necessarily even want to be watching the film. Like I also had a big crush on Tobey Maguire and Spider-Man. So I would look up all his like shitty movies and watch them. And um, it was just cause I wanted to see that actor. And this is back before I had a computer or anything to where you could just look up stuff like that. So I would just look on the TV guide and whatnot and just find these moves. But anyway, Resident Evil. So I, wa- I I'm familiar with the film and um, back then I actually didn't even think it was that bad. Watching it this time, uh, it's exactly how I remembered it, really. And I was curious because a lot of people say, oh, it doesn't hold up and the CG is, like, horrible and uh, it's just not that great of a story. It's actually not too bad. I mean, yeah, the CG is not 
good. It's the typical just uh, of the time CG where you know they overdo like the zombie look and the fi there's like a fire scene where the fire just looks atrocious, completely fake. But uh, other than that, I actually enjoy like the characters in this movie. You know, you got like Michelle Rodriguez playing Rain, and then Mila Jovovich. Um, I think she's pretty good as well as the main character. Um, I, I think everyone in this is kind of likable, and that's a problem I usually have with these types of movies, is I don't get into the characters, and I always find that they either look the same or act the same to where I think I don't even remember their names. But in this film, they're all, they all kind of have unique personalities going on. The score in this movie is fantastic. I've always been a big fan of that score that kicks in at the beginning, and then at the end, it's just really, really good. But Oh no, I was I, I I don't think it's a bad movie. You know, I gave this one I think like a seven or seven and a half. Um, not too bad. Now, you know, the other Resident Evil films I think get super generic. Um, I checked out like a late some of the later ones, and um, you know, I, that's just not a franchise that I can really get behind. But I think it's all right. It's decent. Then after that, uh, I watched Our Point, uh, another 2004 film. Uh, this is believe this was a korean movie and um yeah this i watched this one today as well it's kind of a weird one because it plays out like a war film at first uh, just straight up war movie where uh this crew of guys are going they get this distress call from uh this other crew that was presumed to be dead and they're saying that they need help so uh these guys are sent out on the task to find them and save them from this R points location. And um, when they get there, they uh, soon realize that there might be something else going on. And the movie actually takes kind of a paranormal type of turn. So I went into it blind. I didn't, at first I thought, I always assumed like these uh, Asian films are going to be like ghostly movies because they mainly are. But this one, I was like, oh, it's like a war film. It's probably just going to be like the horrors of war. But then it does kind of take that, uh, you know, paranormal turn to it. Um, I liked it. I thought this is an example of one where I was kind of getting characters confused and I was kind of getting a little bit confused on what was going on, especially more towards the end. But um, I thought it was decent. I think it's one of those ones that could benefit for a few rewatches. Um, I really dug the beginning portions with the more war stuff and like the settings and whatnot. And there are a few creepy moments and the score is actually pretty uh, eerie and unsettling as well. But like I said, it could benefit from a few more rewatches. So that is all I've watched. <laughs> now I shall cough. Uh, pet. Uh, sorry. Why did I say Pet Cemetery? Um, Resident Evil is actually a movie that I kind of enjoyed when I rewatched it too. Yeah. It's like not. Um, it's not the. It's not the game, obviously, but it's. Yeah. It's still kind of fun. I, I, I dig it. Um, I like the the little cool concept of the you know them stuck in the thing with the zombies, some bad CGI and stuff, but there's some cool stuff in it. Yeah. All right. 100. So what? One hundred. Oh, all right. With that said, let's go into our featured review of the film One Br, which means one bedroom or one bathroom. I think it means one bedroom, buddy. Yeah, it does. Yes. So, uh, yeah, would you like me to read the synopsis? Yes. All right. <clears throat> I'm like choking to death. 
New to Los Angeles, a woman moves into a seemingly perfect apartment complex and soon finds out that there are consequences for breaking the rules. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, you basically have this young girl. She moves to Los Angeles to start a new life and get away from her uh, troubled past with, like, her dad and mom and all that stuff. So she moves to Los Angeles and um, she is checking out this apartment and you kind of have to like apply for it but she uh gets in and she's super excited and when she gets there it's like this really nice little community where they're all kind of having cookouts and uh they all pretty much tell her like yeah we all take care of each other here and we're like a big family and uh so she's super happy um then she starts like hearing these weird noises and her pipes that are kind of keeping her up at night and causing her to like struggle at her job and whatnot. And um, she also lies at the beginning and says that she does not have a cat, but she does indeed have a cat. So she's like breaking a rule of the apartment and uh, things soon start to escalate and get not so good for this girl. So what did you think? Uh, I think that this movie is hard to talk about without spoiling. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> so it this is. might be one of our shorter reviews. Um, overall, I will say a couple things that first pop into my head. One, I think that I kind of was wondering what the film was going to be about right away. Like, I was like, is this going to be like a ghost movie? Is this going to be like a home invasion type movie? Uh, cause like at first, you know, she gets to the apartment and she says she hears stuff on like the pipes at night and stuff. So I'm thinking ghost immediately, but the moment she, you know, um, meets somebody, I knew exactly where this movie was going. And I honestly think that the movie, like my biggest issue with the movie is it, it's entirely predictable. Um, I saw every single step of this movie, like the, in, like st- for beat for beat like even the very end on the street yeah like with the um the uh red lights and stuff i mm. predicted that because it re- I, I i had a feeling that um it reminded me of another film i can't really go into it but there's another film that does the same exact thing uh but it's it, it, it and it's dealing with the same subject matter it just does it a little bit differently. Like I literally felt like I saw everywhere this film was going. I even predicted that the one friend would be more in the film, like later on, like it, mm-hmm. it was like eerily predictable to me. Like every single thing that happened in this movie, I saw coming, which is a little disheartening because I did like the movie. I thought it was kind of cool. And I was like, okay, I, this is right up my alley. I like these type of movies. I also like the, the, the only thing that I'll say that I didn't really know where it was going. Like at first was the whole, like hands on the wall thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really enjoyed how that played out. Um, but like even the person with the eye, I knew what was that character was going to end up doing. Uh, I knew, you know, okay. The one thing that I didn't expect was like the, the whole thing with the one character who gets stabbed in the neck and shoots. Uh, I thought that 
I didn't think that it was like, I thought that he was the the guy, the main guy. Yeah. So I will say that like that was the one, probably the one thing that like I didn't expect. Um, but other than that, I, I thought it was a very um, easy film to predict. I don't know if that was just me or if that seems to be with like everybody who's watching it. Uh, I think that the acting was actually really good in this one. I thought the lead was great. Um, she was cast really well. I thought that she did a really good job of sort of conveying the two types of characters that she plays. I felt bad for her early on. You know, her she's struggling. She's trying to get her life together. She's trying to be independent. She got the whole backstory thing with her father. I, I like a lot of that stuff. Overall, I thought it was a I thought it was a pretty good movie. I just thought that it was like unbearably predictable. Yeah, dude. Um, I I pretty much agree. Um, I I really enjoyed the film. Um, going into it, I I went in blind like you. I. This could have, you know, one BR, you think this could be any type of movie. It could be like a single white female type of film, or it could be a ghostly movie or some sort of home invasion movie. Like, it could be anything of that sort when you're dealing with this apartment horror. And I dig the whole apartment horror concept. So, um, I like that. Uh, and I, I basically do agree. Like, at the start, you don't really know what's going to happen. You kind of are just going through her day-to-day life a little bit but then once you uh once stuff kind of goes down it's very predictable from there like you said um that didn't really hurt my enjoyment um and I did think the girl does a good job of being convincing throughout the entire thing but uh yeah it, it is very predictable and like the stuff with the friend at the beginning it's you know I mean I thought that was almost kind of stupid. Like, it kind of seems like a little shoehorned at the end. It doesn't seem believable that that would even... Like, why would she even do that to go there? But, um... I like the idea, though. I I like these types of movies where a thing happens that I should not say because it would spoil the entire movie. But I like these types of movies. I like the concept. I think it's disturbing and creepy, and it's one of those things where you could see where these people are coming from in a way what they're trying to do here but at the same time it's like this is not normal living um there's definitely a few other movies like this but uh yeah this one doesn't really uh do anything uh new or exciting um it's even even like you said you knew that that guy was you or you didn't know that guy was the guy it's like they kind of even hint at that at him not being the guy like in the movie too so even that could have been seen as a little bit predictable but overall i liked it i mean i like the setting i like the characters and i i was along for the story even though it's nothing new or um over the top and doesn't really throw in any cool turns really it pretty much plays out exactly how this type of movie would i I had a lot of enjoyment out of it. Um, and at first I didn't think I was going to like it, to be honest, when I saw what was going on. Um, I, I wasn't sure. Just the whole hands-on-the-wall stuff. Um, I didn't know if I was going to really dig that. And I felt like that scene, that stuff almost went on a little bit too long to where I was getting a little bit bored with it. But I could see why it was necessary for the film. But overall, it's a good movie. I, I still, I recommend it to people. I think it's another good one for this year. Just, uh, you know, don't go in expecting it to be something super amazing or anything. So that is my opinion, buddy. Yeah. Uh, 
so you thought it was predictable too then huh yeah i did i did it was like i said there's been other stories like this maybe not exactly like this but the same mm -hmm. type of concept and the, you know there's all there's room where they could have put in like some twists and turns but it you know they really don't it plays out how you would expect yeah um so let's uh go ahead and get into the letterboxd reviews uh, we have a negative and a positive. Uh, the positive, we will go with somebody that actually follow on Letterboxd, and that is David. Oh God, never mind. <laughs> this review is, is so long. <laughs> oh, it's so long. I'm sorry, David. I can't. It, it, it. I had it up and it had the read more thing, and I click it, and it just was like five or six more paragraphs. Oh no. Uh, so yeah, let's go with um. Dang, this one's pretty long too, man. They're probably they make sure they're not giving away the entire film too in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, gonna go with the negative one first, I guess. Should we go with the negative one first, or should we go with the positive one first? Um, it's kind of hard because, wow, that one's really negative. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think going with the negative is usually the best option. All right, we'll first. go with the positive one first. Five stars from Paul. Uh, absolutely love this movie. You can tell it was inspiring slash ripping off a bit from this blank film that will spoil it if I give it away. But it's entertaining enough to forgive it. Good acting, some great writing, and a twist you won't see coming. If you haven't seen the blank, I'd give it a strong A. And the right. negative review, one star from Michael Fester. I legitimately hated this movie. The <laughs> acting is just effing awful, particularly from the lead. I agree. I disagree with that already. The main character yeah. is one of the three, uh, one of the most mill, one of the most mill quetoast. M I L Q U E T O A S T. T O A S T. I don't know. I don't know. I feel stupid unless uh, that guy yeah, spelled you something. You were making wrong. fun of me, and then. Listen, when people spell words out, I don't. I can't milk toast. remember them oh, in my it, head. It's like... milk toast. Okay. Milk toast. I don't, it, I've it means never heard. timid or feeble person. So this guy's just pretentious, honestly, for even using that word. Like, come on, dude. What is that even? Like, that's the point of her character was supposed yeah. to be like that. Boring effing characters I've seen in a movie and her entire arc is just unbelievable and dumb. The supporting cast is all pretty terrible as well. Everyone in this movie is devoid of charisma and screen presence, especially those who should have it. I hated the writing and direction the story went in. I hated the large chunk of the dialogue. The rest was forgettable. I hated the first half of the film because it was boring, but I hated the second half for a completely different reason. I hated the themes and things the characters did in the name of blank. I hated the bland cinematography and set design. I hated the characters are shallow and insult other people based solely on their own appearance i hated the cat i hated that the cat was killed like seriously fuck you horror movie 
I actually liked that the cat was killed. I was so sad. Um, so yeah, th those are the positive and negatives of the 1BR. Uh, so let's go ahead and get into ratings here. Uh, I will go first as per usual. I get went ahead and gave it a 7 out of 10. At first I was kind of at like a higher rating and then I kind of thought about it a little bit more and I was like it was kind of basic honestly. And I thought about the wretched, the wretched which we reviewed last week. Mm-hmm. And I liked that one more, and I gave that a 7.5. So I went ahead and gave this one a 7. I gave it an 8. Um, which, you know, I gave The Wretched, I believe, an 8.5. So, so again, you know, I liked that a little bit less, but I, I still just found it enjoyable. I mean, I like the main girl. So 8 out of 10 for me. 8 out of 10 for you. Really, an 8. Yes, what does that mean? I didn't think you liked it that much. Why? I don't know. I feel like you're having an easy time liking moves this year, and I am not. I wasn't. Well, I mean, even, I guess even the bad movies I was being a little easy on early on. But I'm just a high rate hair. I think that, like, now that I was thinking about it, like, some of the films that we saw, like, earlier in the year, like... Mm -hmm. I think I liked Gretel and Hansel a little bit more than I gave it a rating for. And Underwater, I think I might have even liked a little bit more. Yeah, I don't feel that way. <laughs> I think I pretty much was... I don't know. Definitely, you know, Underwater, that's not my type of movie to begin with. But Gretel and Hansel, I would be willing to give that one another shot and maybe go up on it. But, um... I don't know, just these these little VOD moves I've been enjoying. So I don't know what we're going to do next week. I do have a film for the future which I believe it's it's called like it's the one with Kevin James in it. Have you heard of this? No, I don't think. It's like a the home invasion film I think with Kevin James, the actor Kevin James. Were you guys talking about this on 22 shots yes. or were you just... Okay, I remember. All I remember is like hate on Kevin James, but I forgot yeah. what the actual point of the it, talk it's was. It's called Becky. I have a screener for it. it a oh, teenager, okay. uh, teenager's weekend at a lake house with her father takes a turn for the worse when a group of co convicts wreak havoc on their lives. It sounded pretty cool. Um, that one will not be next week, though, because we have to wait to post our review until the week of the fifth so that will be um the week after that we'll record that show uh so next week's show we need to do something else the only thing that i could think to do is scoob yeah i mean i'd be down for some scoob i suppose yeah yeah we'll see if there's anything else along the way but you know if it comes down to it, who cares? We could do Scoob. Because this is his and hers podcast, not his and hers horror podcast. Yeah, but Scoob is horror, buddy. No, no, buddy. This is definitely, like, yes, I, I understand the argument for the early on, you know, the old episodes, but this seems like a lighthearted kids film. No. <clears throat> yes. Scooby-dooby-doo, where are you? You got some work to do now. Come on, Scooby-Doo. I see you. 
the way you shake and shiver. You know we got a mystery to solve. I always forget the rest. And don't hold back. I know. What's there's a line before that. And we know you're gonna come and through and have yourself a Scooby snack. And that's, that's a, a fact. fact. All right. I feel cringe. Hold on. Are Why you looking you up the words? No. What? I hear typing. I don't want to sing. Okay, it goes. <clears throat> What's new Scooby Doo coming after you? Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? We got some work to do now. Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? We need some help from you now. Come on, Scooby Doo. I see you pretending you got a sliver. Ooh. Oh, that's it. Pretending you got a sliver? That means like a splinter. Oh. Like he's pretending that he has a injury because he doesn't want to solve the mystery because he's a little bitch. But you're not fooling me because I can see the way you shake and quiver. You know we got our misery to solve so Scooby do be ready for your act. Don't hold back. And Scooby-Doo, if you come through, you're gonna have yourself a Scooby snack. That's a fact. Go. Scooby-Dooby-Doo. Here are you. You're ready and you're willing. If you can count on me, you... <laughs> if we can count on you, Scooby-Doo, I know we'll catch that villain. Dude, we did it, buddy. Yeah. Um, yeah. What are you, Dave Zeno? Why? Because he sings songs on his pod. Really? Yes. It's funny. Is that funny how What's New Scooby-Doo, that theme song, was done by Simple Plan? What's New Scooby-Doo? Yeah, what's new, like the new, that was like the second version of Scooby-Doo, that maybe like the third that came out, like in the 2000s. I don't Again. know about that, buddy. I guess you're not a big do fan. I don't think that was a real thing. Yes, it was. I watched it. It was like the second best. Well, Pup Named Scooby Doo was good too. But like, this was like the second best series. And then after that, they got pretty bad. But anyway, um, that was Karaoke Hour with uh, JP and Carly. Yeah. Do you remember the one that was like Scoop? Scoopy, scoopity doo, scoopity doo. No. It was a pup named Scooby Doo. No, that song was like a pup named Scooby Doo. How'd it I go? Think. I don't think I sang that right. Scooby-doo, I don't know. Be doo, be doo, be doo. Oh yeah, you're right. Wait, that's the that's the Wait. Willy Wonka song. You're so stupid. No, the pup. It was like. Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo, Jinkies. Yeah, you're right, actually. Yeah, I forget how, I forget. I like the pup named Scooby-Doo more than Scooby-Doo sometimes. Yeah, I like that one a lot, too. I I think I still like Scooby-Doo better, but pup was pretty darn good. All right, well, that's it for us. Uh, We will decide what we want to do next week. Until then... I am JP, that is Carly, and this was His and Hers Movie Podcast. Yep. <laughs>